Hello everyone and welcome to Cooking with Positivity. I am your host, Zykia McCoy. Here at Cooking with Positivity, we like to focus on positivity leading to success, whether that be in your business, in your love life, or in your everyday decision making. I'm going to go ahead and kick us off with our positivity poem for the month. The ability to obtain knowledge is a power that everyone should possess. Learning is the gateway to a world of endless possibilities. Give your mind the expansion that it craves. Fill your palate with the lessons that bring you love and positivity. Be the world's best pupil and absorb its worth. It is Wednesday, hump day, so you know what that means. We're going to be joined by our co-host and family member, Lisa Deshawn, when we come back. Here at Cooking with Positivity, we like to remain in the positive mind frame. But we also speak out on injustices and ways to affect change positively. We encourage you to speak out and use your voice and platform to affect positive change today. Do you want to become a CWP? VIP? I mean, who doesn't? You'll get your business or product advertised for an entire month right here on Cooking with Positivity. And you get social media posts and video to accompany your promo. It's a no-brainer, guys. Hit us up, myself, Lisa Deshawn, or Kimberly Biggs, if you're interested in becoming a CWP VIP. And we'll get your business and products out there. CWP family, do you ever want to know our thoughts on hot topics, politics, relationships, music, or just want advice? Be sure to join us every first Friday and last Friday of the month, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we talk-ish. Be sure to send in your you-won't-believe-this-ish letters to Z McCoy at wetalkingish.com or LD at wetalkingish.com. Hit us on our Facebook page live Cooking with Positivity Podcast as we talk. What's going on, CWP family? We know the holidays are coming up, and we got the merch for you. Be sure to stop by our shop on Cooking With Positivity, the podcast page on Facebook, and grab some amazing Cooking With Positivity swag for this holiday season. Trust me, your loved ones will adore them. Welcome back, guys. We are joined by our co-host and family member, Lisa Deshawn. Lisa, how are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. How do you feel about September? We are starting a new month. How do I feel about September? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you on the spot. Okay. Well, uh, you know. Uh, September is September. Okay, we started a new month. I'm excited about, um, you know, um, 
just a couple of new things that I got going on, and uh, I want to start it off with a blast, you know, um, that's what I'm excited about, uh, September 4th at this time, uh, now if you ask me about October, that's story, <laughs> but that's my birthday. Uh, we know that, that's look. <laughs> you understand me? So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel when August come around. So I get it. Yeah. Look. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but September always means back to school for me. Right. I was okay. in school. Yeah. And so it always meant back to school. And now my kids are in school. So it always means back to school for me. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what this month is going to be about. Learning and educating okay. ourselves. Okay, okay. And I'm excited for that because it's definitely true that you learn something new every day. Uh-huh. Especially if you're an open-minded person. Let's, let's be clear on that. Because if uh-huh. you're a stubborn person and you don't want to learn nothing, you ain't going to learn much of nothing. Right. But I just learned something new today. Okay, what you, what you got, girl? Now, okay. <laughs> now, this may sound elementary to y'all because the person I learned it from told me she learned it at elementary school now do you know if you count the hands on your knuckles the months on your knuckles you can remember which day which months have 31 days in it really yes so for every knuckle those have 31 days and for every crease between your knuckles those are the months that don't have 31 days in it. Okay, now. And I just learned that today. Stop it, girl. By a person that I went to elementary school with, and I said, well, I didn't learn that at elementary school. We went to the same elementary school. Wow. Yes. So yeah. that fact is very true, that you learn something new every day. Yeah. Okay. All right, now. And All even, right. even like when we have conversations. Mm-hmm learn something new every day like every time mm-hmm. every time really? I talk to you or every time I talk to another one of my friends like mm-hmm. I learn something new right without even trying <laughs> mm-hmm. okay cause I was okay. not even trying to learn that thing about the knuckles in the months <laughs> well me neither I mean hey but then, learn something new every day yes and so that's what this month of September is going to be. We're going to be learning about people's businesses. We're going to be learning about other podcasts. We're going to be learning. Okay. Just learning. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a beautiful thing. You know, I like to learn, like you said, something every single day. It's a beautiful thing. You know. Uh, and, you know, it makes a difference on uh, who your circle is and what, you know, what, what, social groups you are um, involved in. Oh, definitely. Um, something new every day. You know, I tell you, I'm on this one platform and I tell you, I get some good stuff. I'm like, wow, I didn't know. You know, and you never get too old to learn. Oh, no. That, with that saying, uh, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Right, right. That goes to your personality, not your knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. 
like your knowledge continues to grow as long as like I said you're open to it if you allow it to stick because when I say I learn stuff every day I learn stuff from my kids I learn stuff by watching freaking TV (laughs) and I watch a slew of everything and it's not you know like some amazing knowledge but it's just like random facts and stuff that I would have never known had I not been watching that sitcom or watching that stand up you can get knowledge from anywhere any medium no matter what I learned some okay no this we gonna save that for talking ish I just thought I just had a thought <laughs> we gonna save that for talking ish that's a little spicy but I learned something from a stand up comedian that I never thought about mm-hmm. until I watched his stand up and I went and did my research and I was like oh wow it sure is so if y'all want to know what I'm talking about make sure y'all tune in to talking ish this Friday but moving on you know I often search up you know what months are known for it's like we know Monday like December is for holidays the Kwanzaa's and the Christmases and Hanukkah's and all of that we know October is mainly known for Harvest Fest and Halloween and the fall festivals. Okay. And we know November, that's Turkey Month. But I could not find what September was known for. Right. I had a hard time. But... September is the month of books. That is when majority of book clubs are created, started. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that right? And that is when most book festivals take place. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I can get with September, you know. (laughs) Avid reader writer I mean love it right we got a book club here at Cuckoo Positivity I love September so we're going to be celebrating books here at Cuckoo Positivity as well all September long alright 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 so y'all authors y'all know y'all hit us up with y'all books and let us know what you got that we should be reading exactly Cause I have to, I have to get back into my, my reading motif. I have jumped out of my reading routine. I used to read three to four books a month. Now I'll slow down to two. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you, I feel the difference. Like I really feel like something is missing. Okay. I feel like I've replaced my book reading with TV shows. Okay. And so I have to I have to create that balance again. Okay. Cause I definitely feel the difference. Definitely oh. do. Okay. And it's so strange to me that 
you know, people, people talk about, you know, reading all the time, but they never talk about what they're reading. And do you know, um, the actor from Power, he played, um, Tasha's driver. Right. Okay. Now he said him and Notori, that's the actress who plays Tasha, for y'all who don't know, on Power. <laughs> he said him and Notori became friends because they met on set and they traded books. Nice. And so. that's how that's how their friendship met like built. Because he has some good books that he thought, you know, she should read and vice versa. And that's how I made a couple of my friends. You know, we started a book club. And things flourished from there. Now, I would have never met most of these ladies. Had I not been in the book club. And have we all had similar interests in the same books? Right. I would have not met most of the other authors that I've met. Right. If it wasn't for the book club. Okay. So when you have a book club or something like that, books bring people together too. More so than TV shows okay. that I found. I don't know if that's your, you know, your tea or your, you know, knowledge, but to me, I feel like books bring people closer together. And it's full circle. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I like the book clubs, you know. Um, they do. They do bring um, people closer together. You know, my family, um, we have a book club and we uh, get together every Sunday. Um, you know, and um, um, I'm not reading this particular book this uh, um, this time because I, I needed to get some things done and we already meet on um, every Thursday uh, and we hook up Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to work out. We meet, uh, we hook up on Thursday on Zoom for um, for um, our family meeting and then like I said, Sunday for the book club. So I said, look guys, I need to take care of a few things. I'm going to fall back on this book, but I'll, I will resume um uh, that's to be determined. Okay, so um, I get it. it. It does because not only do we talk about the book, you know, um, we, we we get everybody's feedback on, you know, how they feel about the book, um, uh, what they think about the book. Um, you know, we just have a great uh, in-depth conversation about right. the book. So yeah, I, I do get that. I, I get what you're saying. And for me, I'm always looking for that that connection with the author. <laughs> Even when I was just in a book club, like before I was an author with multiple workout, you know, I was always looking for that connection to the author, like trying to understand, you know, where the author is coming from. 
Right. What would make the author write this book? Mm-hmm. And we've interviewed some amazing authors yes, we on Cook It With Positivity. And I tell you, man, it's yeah. like this, it's like this mm-hmm. unconscious connection. Mm-hmm. Especially after you read work that sticks with you. Right, right, right. And I've met Danielle Allen through the book club I was in. Mm-hmm. But reading her work right. makes me feel connected to her on a completely different level. That's amazing. I met Carl Weber when I was oh, wow. eight, <laughs> nine years old. Stop it. I love Carl Weber. Yes. And he used okay. to he used to work in he used to work in um he had a bookstore. In mm-hmm. Gertz Plaza Mall. Mm-hmm. And my mom stayed in the mall asking him about, you know, his books. Asking him, you know, when is the next one coming out? What is the next one he's writing? And he would normally get feedback from us mm-hmm. on about, like, okay, you're a child. How would this child feel about their father doing such and such? Mm-hmm. And I have those memories. So years later when I read like married men right I have a different connection because I remember those questions that he was asking while he was writing a book I remember my mom going into his bookstore racking up on books right and married men was the first call of a book I read on my own Right. I would sneak and read, you know, chapters and stuff of his book that my mom had. Mm-hmm. But when I seriously read for myself, it was a whole right. different ball game. I like. <laughs> right, right, right. I well, felt, let me let me ask you this question: What is your favorite Carl Weber book? And I, you know what? I just posted this. <laughs> I just posted this list, what, yesterday? Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. My favorite call of a book is Married Men because oh. I fell in love with it. Okay. In that series. Mm-hmm. But I want to say the Big Girl series. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is my second favorite. Oh, okay. And then The Quiet Director. You know, because that goes from that goes from one family to the next and the next and the next. Right. And the one thing I love about Carl Weber, like he'll he'll have characters from past series appear in the new series and connect everything together. Mm-hmm. And I haven't met many authors that can do that without actually giving you a sideline and telling you, okay, this is character whoop-de-whoop from the last book or making reference to the last book and just letting that character just be who that character is going to be in this book. Right, right, right. He does that seamlessly. Yeah, yeah. As you know, um, 
I like I, I read um, the family business. Yes, that okay. So here's my issue with the family business, right? Okay. <laughs> oh, because we read that we read the family business for um, our book club as well when it first came out, mm-hmm. right? Great as a TV show. Right. And and that but that's my issue with it. Because oh. it's written like it's for a TV show as opposed to a book. I loved it. I love I, lo- I love the I love the T V show. Don't get me wrong. My Darren oh my god, I love Darren. He's everything. I love all the characters on the show. Mm-hmm. But that was my issue with the books. I felt like they were written for the show and not for book purposes. Mm-hmm. And it's different media, different translation. That's why when we read certain books and they translate it to TV or movie. Certain things have to be changed, altered, and updated, and taken out because mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense for that medium. Right, right, right. Like waiting to exhale. Girl, I love, I love, I love some Terry McMillan. I've read a, a gang of her books. And I've, I've read all, I've read all of uh, the waiting to exhale series. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. See, the waiting to exhale series. Yes. I've Read waiting to exhale, but uh, you know I read yeah. that. But series. Mm. Yeah, there's the the follow up. Okay. You know, after the movie, after the campfire, after all of that, mm-hmm. there's a second book. Mm-hmm. And in the book, uh, Whitney Susan's character. And is it is it Robin or is it Angela Bassett's character? One of those characters, she's their sister in the she's book. So, okay. But in the movie, you remember they were just all friends. Right, right, right. Okay, okay. Wait. Yeah. So. I read Waiting to Exhale. Okay. Yeah, and I and in in Waiting to Exhale, mm-hmm. they're sisters. I can't remember which I can't remember which one, but I know. You know, I missed that part about yeah, okay. One of them, they're sisters, and so gotcha. when I watched the movie, yeah, you know, and I seen, I was like, okay, this is this character, okay, that's that character, okay. So I'm thinking, you know, I know who to expect and what to expect. Mm-hmm. No, it was not. Mm-hmm. It was completely different because they changed it for the medium that is theater. And when you do that, like things have to be adapted for certain mediums, and I get it. That's why it's hard for me to watch certain things like Zane. Okay, her movie. Was it, it's Afterburn. Okay. Yep, I've see. read that book front to back, cover to cover. Mm-hmm. So I know every detail. I know her mental issues. I know what she said to the therapist. Like, I know everything. Mm-hmm. 
But when I seen the movie, that was not it. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Because I like um, I like Terry McMillan's uh, disappearing acts. Okay, and, and I watched that. Uh, and that was... <laughs> I, I love the book more than I love the the movie. But the movie was good. I, I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed Sanaa Nathan, and I enjoyed um, you know um, Wesley Snipes. Um, but I, I enjoyed the book more. Right, and see. Who was it? Um, Columbus Short. Uh huh. He just he did the um, True to the Game. Oh, I like that movie too. Now I love the book. Okay, I've never read that book. I love the book, and right. when I'm watching the movie, I'm expecting certain things to happen. I'm expecting a certain right. script to be followed. <laughs> Don't never go that way, Dustin. No, because they have to adjust to whatever medium it is, and I get it. And I love, I love their take on it. I loved on it. I love their take on True to the Game. Columbus Short did his thing. He did. I like him. And it, but it's, it's still that like something was off mm-hmm. with the movie. Like something was off. The books to me be better. And see, that's how, okay, so we're going to go back to Carl Weber, right? Because okay. he did The Man in 3B. Mm-hmm. He turned that into a movie. Right. Now, my book club read that book as well. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them didn't like it. They was like, oh, no, oh, oh, what was that? That was weird. And, oh. right. mm-hmm. and when I watched the movie... Everything was almost exactly the same, mm-hmm. except for the ending, and right. he added an extra character, mm-hmm. and I was just like, okay, I don't know where the hell this person came from, but all right, mm-hmm. we'll go from here, <laughs> but that that movie was as close to the book as I've seen ever. Mm-hmm. But the family business, I felt like he went into it having the actors in mind that he wanted to play because they were on the covers. <laughs> right. Like the actors were on the covers. Like he used certain actors mm-hmm. on the cover of his book. Right. So it made it like, okay, we already know what these characters look like. You don't have to put no description in it because we see them. Right. All you got to do is let us know which characters, which, and we can go from there. Right. So it felt it felt like it was written for TV show. It didn't feel like it was written for a novel. Right, right, right. And, and, and just to be clear, we just don't read, uh, you know, those type of books. We oh, also no. Read, read everything. <laughs> As you know, and one of my favorite books uh, by Lydia Finnett is The Most Powerful Woman in the Room is You. And uh, if you're not familiar with that Ooh. book, definitely go uh, grab that. Um, I do believe you can probably find it on Amazon. Um, you know, get that book if you're trying to do a few things. You understand Girl, what I'm saying? All right, talk to it. Woman in the Room is You by Lydia Finnett. 
And you know what book we were we read for the book club mm-hmm. that it was not a fan favorite. Okay. Because of the trauma mm-hmm. that it had in the book. I know what you're finna say, and I know finna ain't no word, but you understand what I'm saying. But it was the the blackest child. You know what? I was gonna say that other one. No, 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 no. Okay, all right. No, 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 no. The black, the blackest child. Gotcha. Now this book went from. Not slavery days, but right after that. Yeah. There were still outhouses and, you know, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But it was the, the essence for me that I understood. And it was not the blackest child, it's the darkest child. My bad. It was the essence for me. And it's by Dolores Phillips. And we read this book in February. You know, it was one of, you know, the Black History Month's highest rated book to read. And it follows a 13-year-old girl. And all of the things that she had to go through growing up in this family between that going on in the family with what was going on in her house and then dealing with the outside world on top of it it was very color struck mm-hmm. you know her mom's light skin mm-hmm. and she has several children and she favors the lighter skinned children. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very, it's a very thought jogging book. Yeah. And when I say we read it, and people were not happy when we came back to the table to discuss. Right. All I can say is it's good to read stuff to take you out your comfort zone sometimes. Yes, Because you'll learn something. Mm-hmm. You'll learn something. Now, I didn't think I would connect with this book. Right. Because I'm not my mother's darkest child. Okay. Okay. I didn't think, I, you know, I would connect with her on any level. I was just reading the book because it was picked for the book club. Gotcha. But after yeah. reading it, yeah, I realized it was more so about the rejection from her mother mm. because she was different from her siblings. Yeah. And I realized it was a generational, you know, abuse because her mother, mother, valued slim children and her mother was not Mm, her mother was plus size and she would always talk down to her about her weight the same way she talked down to 
the darkest child about her skin. Yeah. Now it's different reasons, but it's still the same, you know, generational thing. Mm-hmm. And that made me think like of breaking these generational curses. Now we talked about that before. Right. And certain things that my mom did or how my mom carries herself. I didn't want to do that with my kids. Mm-hmm. And I realized, like, between my mom's generation and my grandma's generation, the level of affection is not always there. Right. Like, they just expect you to know that they love you. Right. They never say it. They never express it. Whereas... I make sure every day I tell my kids I love you before they okay. go to bed they leave it out and my brothers they're millennials too but they are they are under me like they're younger than me they make sure every time we get off the phone they be like I love you they want you to know because there's no telling you know when the next time we're going to be able to speak to each other. Right. And my mom was uncomfortable with that at first. You know, she was like, you don't got to tell them you love me all the time when we get off the phone. Just get off the phone. I'll talk to you later. Oh, wow. Yeah. And until she had to, like, understand why they were saying it. And she had to go back and analyze her relationship with her mom. And she said, I can count on one hand how many times, you know, I've actually hugged my mother. I get get it. I get it. Right, because y'all are of the same, you know, generation. Right, I definitely get that. Um, my, my, My mother's not a hugger. And I, I don't remember her uh, hugging on, uh, hugging on, and it, it just it, it was awkward when I when I tried to, you know. Well, when I do, it feels it feels awkward. <laughs> I felt out of place, but I I make sure that when I see my kids, you know, I love to hug on them. It, I, don't, I don't know if it's annoying to them or not, but <laughs> I hug. I give them a big old big old kiss on their cheek, you know. Um, be annoyed. Tell tell them be annoyed, but take this love. Freak that. I, 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 do I do it. I do it. You know. Um, yeah. And my mom, my mom, she, my mom's trying to change that. You know, generational history. Well, that's a good thing. With us. That's, that's a good thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, spe- especially, you know, they say when you know better, you do better. That's right. And with my, cause my mom sees how my grandmother is with us. Okay. Like she's super affectionate. Like she'd be like, oh, give me my hug and my kisses. Right. But with her, you know, she says she can count on one hand. Right. How many times her and my grandmother have hugged. 
Yeah. And I know, and I said the same thing. I said, well, the same thing you feel about your mom is right. the same way I feel about you. Like growing up, we didn't right. hug. I knew you loved me. Okay. Took great care of me. Right. And but, I can count, but I can count on one hand how many times we hugged, and how many times I've heard my mom say, "I love you." Growing up. Okay. Yeah. And that goes back to you know the generational passed down, and then it's the love language. People don't really know their love language. Mm-hmm. But they feel like if they do certain things, like I took care of you, I made sure you were fed, I made sure you had clothes on your back, I made sure you had anything you ever wanted, anything you ever asked for. Right, right, right. That's showing love. Mm-hmm. So they feel don't don't really feel the need to say the words. Mm-hmm. Because that's their love language that's how they show you that they love you and that's all well and good ain't nothing wrong with that either right as long as you know the people you're showing love to understand that about you Mm -hmm. see and I haven't sat down and you know spoke to my siblings about this so I don't know how they feel or how they took it growing up But my love language is to make sure that the people I care about and love are good. So even though my mom didn't tell me she loved me every day, I felt it because, like I said, she was there for me. She made sure no harm came to me. Like, she took care of me as a mother should. Right? So I took that in and I never made her feel bad about it. Right. Never made her feel, you know, like a bad mother. Right. Because that's my love language. Like I could see I could see your affection or I could see your your love through how you treat me. Mm-hmm. So I'll show you my love by not talking ugly to you and making you feel bad about yourself right or about you know whatever you got you got going on emotionally mm-hmm. whereas you know my siblings may feel different and I know of a couple of them that would feel a certain kind of way and mention it or bring it up because the way they receive love, they need to hear it. They need to know it. They need to, you know, feel it. Yeah, everybody's different. Yes. Everybody's different, you know. Mm-hmm. So I get, I get, I get all of that. Like I get it from all angles. Right. Like I understand my grandma. Like that wasn't something that was really given back then. Mm. It was just. Okay, as long as you, as long as I keep you alive, you know I love you. Mm-hmm. I must love you because you're here. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. So, so I understand all of that, and uh, and they say most grandparents. I don't. I wouldn't know because I'm not a grandparent, but maybe you could speak to this. Okay. 
you look at your grandkids as a second chance mm-hmm. or as the opportunity to do better than what you did yeah. with yours. Right. I mean, you know, um, there's no parenting book. I mean, there's parenting books, but there's no parenting book or no manual. You don't nobody throw you a manual after you have your baby. You understand what I'm saying? Oh. You know, so, I mean, yeah, you know, you, you, I'm sure that all parents have made um, some, some, you know, uh, bad choices along the way, you know, of raising their children and, and their children were affected by that, you know. Um, and it, like you said uh, earlier, you, you, you learn better, you do better, you know. And, yeah, I can see that, you know. Um, and then you can, and then you can, you know, advise your children that are raising their children, look, this is what happened, you know, um, when, when I was raising you, and I think that, or I suggest that, you know what I mean? Right. You'll be able to sound off on, you know, things that, uh, uh, the challenges that they are having, you know, with uh, raising children, you know. And see, and you know, and you know what's beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. Because just how my mom, she's like, yeah, my mom don't hug me, but she hug y'all funkies and whatever. <laughs> and I always, be, and I always be like, well, my kids hug you. Okay, okay. My okay. kids come in the house. Yeah. And they gotta go say hey to their grandma. That's the first thing they do after they put their bags down. They go go up the steps. Mm-hmm. Go hug her. Right. Let her know they present. Mm-hmm. We don't do too much of the kissy face. Too much of that. But but the hugging is on the list. Mm-hmm. And I feel I feel like I set that example for my siblings who have kids. And those who don't. But, but those who don't, they still feel like uncomfortable. It's a little awkward. Right, right, right. Or they'll ask for hugs at the wrong time, or you know, make faces when you give them a hug, and uh, you know, stuff like that. They gonna, they gonna do that. They gonna do that. Mm-hmm. But for my siblings who have kids, right, they see the importance of showing that affection. Mm-hmm. And I sat back and I did an assessment with my kid's aunt one day. We were in a car and I was, we were talking about, you know, our parents and our upbringing and stuff like that. And I said to her, you know, I know, I noticed like, it's very easy for me to tell my man, I love him, you know, but when it comes to my mom, Mm -hmm. We didn't have that. Like, I love you, Mom. So I make sure I tell my kids that every day. Because if I could say it to a man, definitely could say it to my kids. Absolutely. I mean, I, I when I, um, before I hang up with my kids, I, I definitely let them know that I love them. You know? And my mom, my mom had to get used to that. I, like I told you, <laughs> my mom definitely had to get used to that because my brothers, they are heavy with it. 
yeah. you know, we talk for two seconds, girl. They're like, I love you. I love you. I talk to you later. All right, I love you. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah, you know, all the time. <laughs> and, if, and if we hang up too, too quick, I'll text it to them. You know, I'll always text it to them. Yeah. And see, that, that's, a, that's, a beautiful, that's a beautiful thing. And I want my kids to know, know love, like know that I love them. Right, right, right. Cause when you go out here in this world with love, can't no yeah. fool step up on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. He could try. Right. But he ain't gonna get far. Mm-hmm. Cause you already know love. You already know what that love feel like. Like I, right. yeah. I'm cool. Right. You know. <laughs> you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Well, you yeah. know that love and affection. You ain't seeking that from nowhere else. Right, right, right. And I said, I wanted to make sure my girls right. definitely know. Exactly. Because there's some jokers out here, boy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They be, try- they be trying it. But that's they a do. conversation for another day. We're going to yeah. move on. We're going to move on. We will be right back. Are you an artist looking for some exposure or do you have a project you would like to promote? Maybe you would like to be interviewed. Send us an email at cookingwithpositivity at gmail.com so we can help you reach for the stars. Turn me up loco, AKA local drama is back with another hit for you guys. It's called know what you got it can be found on his new album broke no more be sure to support on SoundCloud, YouTube, where you stream music, iTunes, Be sure to support and stream today. Are you loving what you're hearing and want to hear more? Be sure to check out this amazing, inspiring and up-and-coming artist and songwriter jay queen she can be found on beat chain facebook and youtube
for and super extendos. Nigga, get up off me. What the fuck you trying to open me? Ladies, I know being quarantined is hard, especially when it comes to our hair. But myself and Lisa Deshawn have got the tools you need to get your hair whipped, dipped, laid, fried, dyed, and laid to the side. Check us out. Hair Game with Lisa providing you wigs, weaves, tracks, bundles for great prices, great quality on the West Coast and myself on the East Coast. Contact us today to take care of your hair care needs. Welcome back, guys. Now, it is Will It Wednesday. And this Wednesday, I am willing all of us to have the ability to absorb knowledge. I am willing us all to have the ability to absorb knowledge. And this has been Will It Wednesday. We'll be right back. Hey, Cooking with Positivity family. Be sure to tune in on Thursday where we take it back. We'll break down some of our favorite old school jams, the artists who made them huge, and what they mean to us. With some fun along the ride. Be sure to join us right here on Cooking with Positivity. Are you guys enjoying this episode and want to be a part of the show? Be sure to like, subscribe, favorite, share, and follow us on all social media platforms that involve Cooking with Positivity. We can be found on Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, and YouTube under Zykea McCoy. Also on Facebook at Zykea McCoy Inc., Cooking with Positivity, the podcast page, as well as Cooking with Positivity listeners and guest connection group. And ZykeaMcCoy.com. So make sure you join this positive movement. We would love to hear your story. We here at Cooking with Positivity love to support those who support us. Be sure to tune in for our Fun Free Friday episode where you can be a Fun Free Friday raffle winner and win fun prizes from my business, Lisa Deshawn's business, as well as some of our sponsors and some Cooking with Positivity merch. Happy listening. Welcome back, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Be sure to tune in tomorrow for Throwback Thursday with Lisa Deshawn. Also, be sure to hit us up and join in on our discussion of the week. We'd love to hear from you. I hope everybody has a great and positive rest of their day and a great and positive rest of their week.